It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm a little Benadryl'd up, but I'm good. <laughs> a little Benadryl'd up, huh? <laughs> That's great. Um, so how are you? Did you have a good birthday? I did. Um, beautiful birthday. I'm very celebrated in love. And I even get to have dinner tomorrow with Nina. So. Aww. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, Tom, are you on call? Perhaps he'll be calling in momentarily. Yeah. Let me real quick. Hold on one second. See if I can text sure. him. Uh, hey, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> Calling in. All right. Not delivered. I don't know what's up. Hmm. Don't, uh, let me just try to, I was doing that group, um, text, okay. Maybe he'll call in, maybe not. Okay, so why don't we just start with the little prayer? You and me. Mono, imano. <laughs> I'm just taking a deep breath in. Anything specifically that you'd like to uh, pray for? Um, hmm. No, I can't think of anything specific, actually. Mm-hmm. That all unfolds as it should. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Taking a few deep breaths in and out. Grateful to be here tonight. Grateful to connect the level of the heart with a mighty companion. Grateful to be on this path of unlearning, of discovery, 
grateful for all the good that is out there to experience, express, receive, and share. Placing on the altar any blocks that might prevent us from aligning with love. So grateful, so thankful. Yes, and we just remind ourselves of the truth of who we are, that where we are, God is. There's nothing to get, there's nothing to do. There's everything to allow. So we allow the grace of God to express freely as our life now, today. We dedicate the healing benefits of this time together, the miracles that are unfolding tonight, to anyone who feels alone or afraid. We're remembering the truth of them for them, and we're sharing all the healing benefits, knowing that as we allow more light into our lives consciously, everybody reaps the benefits because we're one with them, and we're grateful to know it's so. And so it is. Amen. Amen. So, um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about next module. Okay. Uh, so I'd like you to really focus on getting your spiritual counseling hours. I've got three scheduled this weekend with uh, practitioners, and then I can kind of let loose. Um, okay. <laughs> just let loose. Um, <laughs> Unleash me onto the public. Okay. Yeah, cool. Great. And uh, you have those scheduled. I'm sorry, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, you have three the... this weekend, uh, and that will finish my five with practitioners. Uh-huh. And then I've got uh, I've got some people uh, lined up um, for the rest. Great. Fifteen will fly by so fast. I know. I know. Cool. Um, so here's what is going to be happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a couple things. So we will check in. We'll have two check-in calls a month. There'll be shorter okay. calls. Uh, and we'll check in uh, with one another, and then we'll, um, and then we'll uh, read some from The Course in Miracles. Okay. Uh, the uh, I'd like to do those on Saturdays if possible. Um, yeah, if they're going to be short, I can arrange to do that on Saturdays. Yeah, and also with you specifically, if you can't make the whole thing, you need to hop off. Hop off. You know what I mean? Okay. Listen to okay. listen to the recording. Mm-hmm. Um. Then uh, you're going to be given a bit of a research assignment, and it will be on material that we've already covered. Okay. And what we're doing is, uh, and you might have a partner with this. I just have to look at everything. You may or may not have a partner doing this. But what you're actually doing is you're building the practitioner handbook. Mm, Okay. And so everyone will have a different section, a different 
theme topic. Um, okay. And you'll write summaries of it. You'll have questions of it. Uh, you know, you'll write, you know, you'll have like really good questions to pose. Uh, you'll pull examples, maybe even find other articles that can support that, uh, illustrations, all that stuff. So you'll just do a thorough exploration of one of the teachings. So it might be Joseph Murphy's Power of Subconscious Mind, you know. And then you'll yeah. you'll just be answering questions like, well, what is the subconscious mind? What's the conscious mind? You know, all of the sort of talking points that you would need. And then what we'll do is we'll schedule a monthly check-in with me that we'll do so it's just one-on-one. Okay. Okay. Um, the other thing is uh, in addition to the research project, you guys are going to develop um, it's either going to be the, the membership program at Inspire or the prayer ministry. Mm. You'll do that as a group. Okay. Those are two things that we, we have a need for, both of them, both the membership program and the prayer ministry. Membership program, I think, is a little more pressing because more and more people are learning about it. So we want to really define yeah. what is a member, what is the process, what specifically does it look like, what do the classes look like, why is membership important, all of those things, and develop a curriculum, a program and curriculum for membership at Inspire. Mm, okay. And so I think like, it's really... Yeah. Would this be kind of like what Jacob does, where like this is sort of the required reading, like something along those lines, or...? Uh, I don't think there's going to be any required reading for a membership, you know? But what yeah. it would be like is, you know, and I think that what we'll do is we'll have Candace G do a class with you guys because she does the membership at Agape. So she'll tell you what works and what doesn't work, what she's learned. You know, and the the bulk of the membership is like, you know, giving a very broad overview of the philosophical structure of the uh, organization. Talk about why membership is important, what a membership is, what a member is, uh, and also concluding with some kind of um, ceremony where we acknowledge the new members, introduce them to the community. And then also following that, like what are things that members get to do? You know, what do members, like do members have voting rights when we do community meetings or something like that? How often should there be community meetings? So there's lots of different levels to, to discuss about it. So they'll be building the practitioner handbook and developing the membership uh, curriculum. I think I've answered my own question with that. Uh, that will be your last module. And then graduation okay. is September. Did you, did I imagine this? Did you t- say like the 24th or something? 24th and 25th. Okay. I want to start lining those uh, dates up now. Yeah, because it'd be wonderful to have you here for that graduation. Oh, yeah. That's my, I have set that intention. Yeah, so the 24th. Saturday will be an actual, like, that will be, like, a ceremony and stuff like that. And that will be for friends and families and stuff like that, and we'll have a little reception afterwards. The 25th is when we'll do the acknowledgement at the service. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, cool. Any questions? Um, let's see. I don't think so. I think that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory. I'm not the, I don't have the dates for like our class calls and stuff yet. So yeah, forgive me for being a little vague there. Uh, I'm going away on retreat next week and I intend to I take some time to actually do that while I'm with Jennifer and Venerable and stuff. And Very nice. Have yeah. some extra time to just do a little work, get a little work done. Okay. So I don't have All any right. questions about this, but I do have a question about I want to explore more in the course. Uh-huh. What is my best sort of avenue to go? Read the course. Yeah, but like, what would you suggest as sort of supplemental materials, maybe? Uh, Disappearance of the Universe. Oh, the um, Gary Renard, right? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, read that. Okay. Read Disappearance of the Universe. Uh, And also, you know, I don't know where your heart lies with it, or if you feel guided or not, but if you do the ministerial course, then you're going to do the entire workbook for students. Oh, okay. So how is that going to just, would that, is there like a start date for that or? It'll be in January. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be in January. And I'm also going to invite anyone in the Practitioner 2 group who'd like to do it and do it as well. They'll have yeah. to double up. So it'll be a big, big know. commitment on their end, but uh, Okay. So they don't have to do it then. They they have to wait till the next year because we're I think we're only going to do one round of ministerial training a year. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Great. Um, also, just FYI, I, I really am explore. I'm retiring from any personal training and stuff. Um. Oh. At least that's my intention in September. Uh, and I'm looking for ways to create other things to do. Other, And I really feel like I'm just so in love with the Course in Miracles that I think I might create another, like a more in-depth Course in Miracles course. Oh. And uh, maybe if you're interested uh, in assisting with that, um, oh, we can talk about that. that. Yeah, it's been something like in the last like uh, six months or so that, I don't know, I think I, I tried to do it for years, you know, the workbook, mm-hmm. and I would just mm-hmm. get sort of, I don't know, bogged down or overwhelmed or something. Mm-hmm. And um, just in the last six months, just like, oh, my God, I just love it so much. <laughs> Are you doing the workbook? Yeah, I've actually, uh, I did it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I... Um, I just started back on it, like, maybe two months ago. Uh, uh-huh. started back at Lesson 1. And uh, I'm doing it with the um, – I've got it right here – the uh, Alan Watson uh, Workbook Companion. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the – you know, reading the, the lesson out of the course and then reading his commentary. Oh, and yeah. Remarks. And, yeah, and it's really been really helpful. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and I'm um, back in the text as well, so that's great. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know more about if I uh, 
decide to do the Course in Miracles on the okay. thing. So. Lovely. Cool. Beautiful. All right. So let's open up the manual for teachers. All right. You were on Saturday's call, weren't you? I was. Yeah. I think we ended with 25. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to get through 26, 27, and 28 today. Okay. All right, so grab your highlighter. <laughs> and let's just do paragraph by paragraph and then talk about it at the end of the chapter. Go back and talk about it, okay? Okay. Beautiful. Okay, so. Can God be reached directly? God, indeed, can be reached directly, for there is no distance between him and his son. His awareness is in everyone's memory, and his word is written on everyone's heart. Yet this awareness and this memory can arise across the threshold of recognition only where all barriers to truth have been removed. And how many, and how many is this the case? Here, then, is the role of God's teachers. They, too, have not attained the necessary understanding as yet, but they have joined with others. This is what sets them apart from the world. And it is this that enables others to leave the world with them. Alone they are nothing, but in their joining is the power of God. There are those who have reached God directly, retaining no trace of worldly limits and remembering their own identity perfectly. These might be called the teachers of teachers, because although they are no longer visible, their image can yet be called upon, and they will appear when and where it is helpful for them to do so. To those to whom such appearances would be frightening, they give their ideas. No one can call on them in vain, nor is there anyone of whom they are unaware. All needs are known to them, and all mistakes are recognized and overlooked by them. The time will come when this is understood, and meanwhile, they give all their gifts to the teachers of God, who look to them for help, asking all things in their name and in no other. Sometimes a teacher of God may have a brief experience of directing with God. In this world, it's almost impossible to endure. It can perhaps be won after much devotion and dedication and then be maintained for much of the time on earth, but this is so rare that it cannot be considered a realistic goal. If it happens, so be it. If it does not happen, so be it as well. All worldly states must be illusory. If God were reached directly in sustained awareness, the body would not long would not be long maintained. Those who have laid the body down merely to extend their helpfulness to those who remain behind are few indeed. And they need helpers who are still in bondage and still asleep. So that by their awakening can God's voice be heard. Oh wow, that's what they're, they're talking about ascended masters there. Okay. Do not despair, then, because of limitations. It is your function to escape from them, but not to be without them. If you would be heard by those who suffer, you must speak their language. If you would be a savior, you must understand what needs to be escaped. Salvation is not theoretical. Behold the problem, ask for the answer, and then accept it when it comes. Oh, I love that. Nor will its coming be long delayed. All the help you can accept will be provided, and not one need you have will not be met. Let us not then be too concerned with goals for which you are not ready. 
God takes you where you are and welcomes you. What more could you desire when this is all you need? Mm-hmm. I got to understand that line. What? I got to highlight that one line. Um, I'd like to reread that part you read. Let me see. Those who have laid the body down merely to extend their helpfulness to those remaining behind are few indeed. And they need helpers who are still in bondage and still asleep so that by their awakening can God's voice be heard. Mm. I got to mark that. I'm sure that did Jennifer. Because she's, you know, she's all about attending masters. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really what they are. They're people that are working in the invisible to support the awakening of humanity. It's, the Bodhisattva is someone who stays in, I believe, or at least maybe that's the, the Bodhisattva as well, like someone who stays on earth until everyone is awakened. Right. I really feel like this is very clear teaching. Do you have any questions about this? I don't. I, I mean, that one line is just so like, you know, on that last paragraph of salvation is not theoretical. Behold the problem, ask for the answer, and then accept it when it comes. Like, oh, my God, that's so easy. <laughs> like, like you why know what? the help and then questioning the help that comes? You know what, Stephen? Um, it is easy. Or perhaps it's simple. It's very simple. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, that's I mean, that's why I say, you know, it, I mean, it says in here, like, we got so much junk that transcending that probably won't happen, but don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. It, it probably won't happen in this plane. Don't worry about that, because this is all an illusion. <laughs> exactly. So, interesting. Uh All right. Okay. Let's go next. What is death? Um, Okay. Death is the central dream from which all illusions stem. Yeah, the T-shirt. <laughs> Death is the central dream from which all illusions stem. It is not madness to think of life as being born, aging, losing vitality. Is it not madness to think of life as being born, aging, losing vitality, and dying in the end? We have asked this question before. Now we need to consider it more carefully. It is the one fixed, unchangeable belief of the world that all things in it are born only to die. This is regarded as the way of nature, not to be raised to question, but to accept as the natural law of life. The cyclical, the changing and unsure, the undependable and the unsteady, waxing and waning in a certain way upon a certain path, all this is taken as the will of God. And no one asks if a benign creator could will this. And this perception of the universe as God created it it would be impossible to think of him as loving. For who has decreed that all things pass away, ending in dust and disappointment and despair, can but be feared? He holds your little life in his hand, but by a thread, 
ready to break it off without regret or care, perhaps today. Or if he waits, yet in the, yet is the ending certain. Who loves such a God knows not of love, because he has denied that life is real. Death has become life's symbol. His world is now a battleground, where contradiction reigns and opposites make endless war. Where there is death is peace impossible. Death is the symbol of the fear of God. His love is blotted out in the idea which holds it from awareness like a shield held up to obscure the sun. The grimness of the symbol is enough to show it cannot coexist with God. It holds an image of the Son of God in which he is laid to rest in devastation's arms where worms wait to greet him and to last a little while by his destruction. Yet the worms as well are doomed to be destroyed as certainly. And so do all things live because of death. Devouring is nature's law of life. God is insane, and fear alone is real. The curious belief that there is part of dying things that may go on apart from what will die does not proclaim a loving God, nor reestablish any grounds for trust. If death is real for anything, there is no life. Death denies life. But if there is reality in life, death is denied. No compromise in this is possible. There is either a God of fear or one of love. The world attempts a thousand compromises and will attempt a thousand more. Not one can be acceptable to God's teachers because not one could be acceptable to God. He did not make death because he did not make fear. Both are equally meaningless to him. You know, I haven't talked about this a lot because a lot of people aren't ready to have a discussion like this, but read that last line and then, you know, this week I invite you to really contemplate that as you contemplate the Orlando shooting. I, that's so funny that you just said that because that's immediately what came to my mind as I read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was funny when, not, not funny, but um, we... You know, we had hilarious. When we had the vigil in Charleston um, last week, you know, they they were very inclusive about who they invited to speak. And they had one uh, rabbi that spoke and she said, um, and she started off by saying that she was not going to pray to God for this because God did not need our prayers for this. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so powerful. Like, like, yeah, (laughs) God does not need us to, like, pray to him for this. But, um, yeah, that line, I immediately thought of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The reality of death is firmly rooted in the belief that God's son is a body. And if God created bodies, death would indeed be real. But God would not be loving. There's no point at which the contrast between the perception of the real world and that of the world of illusions becomes more sharply evident. Death is indeed the death of God, if he is love. And now his own creation must stand in fear of him. He is not father, but destroyer. He is not creator, but avenger. Terrible his thoughts and fearful his image. To look on his creations is to die. And the last to be overcome will be death. Of course, 
Without the idea of death, there is no world. All dreams will end with this one. This is salvation's final goal, the end of all illusions. And in death are all illusions born. What can be born of death and still have life? But what is born of God and still can die? The inconsistencies, the compromises, and the rituals the world fosters in its vain attempts to cling to death and yet to think love real or mindless magic, ineffectual and meaningless. God is, and in him all, all created things must be eternal. Do you not see that otherwise he has an opposite and fear would be as real as love? Ooh. Teacher of God, your one assignment can be stated thus. Accept no compromise in which death plays a part. Do not believe in cruelty, nor let attack conceal the truth from you. What seems to die has but been misperceived and carried to illusion. Now becomes your task, let the illusion be carried to truth. Be steadfast, but in this, be not deceived by the reality of any changing form. Truth neither moves nor wavers nor sinks down to death and dissolution. And what is the end of death? Nothing but this, the realization that the Son of God is guiltless now and forever. Nothing but this, but do not let yourself forget it is not less than this. Mm. Remember when I read um, the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ? Uh, it was so cool. Um, and uh, I read that again. What is it called? Uh, the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ. Um, yeah, it's uh, kind of this great, like, uh, it's it talks about, like, you know, what happened, like, Jesus getting his training as a rabbi, as, you know, as a mystic, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know how the Bible goes from, like, Jesus is young to Jesus as a man? Yeah. And so this is sort of, like, the time in between. Okay. And... Uh, I just remember when um, in the book when it co- when news comes to him of John the Baptist's death, he says to the mothers, "He's like, well, why are you grieving? His time has come. Like <laughs> that's it. Like like uh, he goes, what what he needed to do, he did pretty much. You know, like yeah. like a like a like a stem of wheat blowing in the wind. It was sort of." Yeah. Interesting, just like, oh, well, all right, cool, all <laughs> right, um, that's it. So, this step is that. I mean, that's, I mean, we started this module off reading the hero of the dream, and who mm. is the hero of every dream? God, what's the central figure of every dream? God, no. God is not in the dream. God is in reality. Oh, we're referring to... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So the central figure to every dream is what? Um, illusion? No. The dream is the illusion. Just think about it. The central figure. Would it be us? Uh-huh. Yes, but even... Man? Uh, yes, but... What does man walk around the earth in? Bodies. Yeah. 
the body. Yeah. The body is the central figure of the dream. Yeah. It's a symbol of separation. Mm-hmm. Right? And everything that we do in this illusion is that to take care of the body. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, game's over when the body dies, right? It would so. Seem. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this dream, it is, right? Right. So many yeah. people are afraid of death. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, um, I mean, think about it. You know, like, how how much money have you poured into taking care of your body, your skin, <laughs> right? Your, right. your clothes, the weight, the, all that stuff. Take care of the body. Mm-hmm. The central figure mm-hmm. of the dream. Oh my goodness! I'm looking around my room right now. I'm doing this in my room. I'm looking around in my room. This needs to be cleaned so badly. Um, <laughs> I was like, "And what is the dream this body is having? <laughs> is it like hoarders or what?" Like, <laughs> so, death is the central dream from which all illusions stem. It's not madness to think of, is it not madness to think of life being born, aging, losing, dying, dying, dying? So saying, like, if our life cycle were reality, then God's fucked up. Right. You know, right. Like, and God's not fucked up. God is perfect love. And that's the thing that sometimes when I hear, like, some of, like, especially from the evangelical side, I'm like, oh, my God, y'all make God sound like the biggest bitch ever. Like, okay, if you don't do this. <laughs> I'm going to smite you. Well, that's you. because God, God, God is a vengeful God. You know, God is a, yeah. God is a hateful God. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, yeah. So, anyhow. Anyway, all right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it says, in this perception of the universe, if God created it, it would be impossible to think of him as loving. For who is free mm. that all things pass away, ending in death and disappointment and despair must be feared. He holds your little life in his hands, but by a thread, ready to break it off without regret or care, perhaps today. Or if he waits, yet it is ending per- certain. No. <laughs> death is the symbol of the fear of God. Yeah. His love is blotted out in the idea. Mm. Well, it's like I think we discussed when we were reading um, Testimony of Light. Um, you know, I said we always think of, you know, death is the ultimate punishment. Like, that's the illusion that we hold on to. Do you know, like in movies, like that's how the bad guy always goes. It's like, but it's like, no, that's part of the physical gig. <laughs> yep. Okay, let's read about resurrection. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there's just always so much to talk about. Um, anyways, okay. What is the resurrection? Very simply, the resurrection is the overcoming uh, or surmounting of death. It is a reawakening or a rebirth, a change of mind about the meaning of the world. 
It is the acceptance of the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the world's purpose, the acceptance of the atonement for oneself. It is the end of dreams of misery and the glad awareness of the Holy Spirit's final dream. It is the recognition of the gifts of God. It is the dream in which the body functions perfectly, having no function except communication. It is the lesson in which learning ends, for it is consummated and surpassed with this. It is the invitation to God to take his final step. It is the relinquishment of all purposes, all, uh, all other interests, all other wishes, and all other concerns. It is the single desire of the Son for the Father. Ugh. The resurrection is the denial of death, being the assertion of life. Thus is all the thinking of the world reversed entirely. Life is now recognized as salvation and pain and misery of any kind perceived as hell. Love is no longer feared, but gladly welcomed. Idols have disappeared, and the remembrance of God shines unimpeded across the world. Christ's face is seen in every living thing, and nothing is held in darkness, apart from the light of forgiveness. There is no sorrow still upon the earth. The joy of heaven has come upon it. Christ's face is seen in every living thing. So that means see, mm-hmm. everything is seen as innocent. Everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The shooters, the politicians, mm-hmm. everything. I mean, it is so, I, I just really feel like it's so important. I am not doing the best job of it, I'll be honest. Me either. Uh, uh, of not getting uh, pulled into the judgments of a lot of politicians. Uh, but, you know, I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, here the curriculum ends. From here on, no directions are needed. Vision is wholly corrected and all mistakes undone. Attack is meaningless and peace has come. The goal of the curriculum has been achieved. Thoughts turn to heaven and away from hell. All longings are satisfied, but what remains unanswered or incomplete. The last illusion spreads across the world, forgiving all things and replacing all attack. The whole reversal is accomplished. Nothing is left to contradict the word of God. There is no opposition to the truth. And now the truth can come at last. How quickly will it come as it is asked to enter and envelop such a world? All living hearts are tranquil with a stir of deep anticipation, for the time of everlasting things is now at hand. There is no death, The Son of God is free, and in his freedom is the end of fear. No hidden places now remain on earth to shelter sick illusions, dreams of fear, and misperceptions of the universe. All things are seen in light, and in the light their purpose is transformed and understood. And we, God's children, rise up from the dust and look upon our perfect sinlessness. The song of heaven sounds around the world and is lifted up and brought to truth. Now there are no distinctions. Differences have disappeared and love looks on itself. What further sight is needed? What remains that vision could accomplish? We have seen the face of Christ, his sinlessness, his love behind all forms, behind all purposes. Holy are we because his holiness has set us free indeed, and we accept his holiness as ours, as it is. As God created us, so will we be forever and forever, and we wish for nothing but his will to be our own. Illusions are another will are lost, for unity of purpose has been found. These things await us all, but we are not prepared as yet to welcome them with joy. 
As long as any mind remains possessed of evil dreams, the thought of hell is real. God's teachers have the goal of wakening the minds of those asleep and seeing there the vision of Christ's face to take the place of what they, of what they dream. The thought of murder is replaced with blessing. Judgment is laid by and given him whose function judgment is. And in his final judgment is restored the truth about the Holy Son of God. He is, <clears throat> excuse me, he is redeemed, for he has heard God's word and understood its meaning. He is free because he let God's voice proclaim the truth. And all he sought before to crucify are resurrected with him by his side as he prepares with them to meet his God. Beautiful. I mean, the first paragraph just almost brings me to tears. Yeah, sure. Well, because the truth is so beautiful. It's just perfect love, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, lovely. Yeah, so the resurrection is just waking up to our oneness, you know, like it is, it's releasing the body, it's transcending body awareness. And the Course yeah. says so clearly, we focus on the crucifixion. The teaching was the resurrection. Mm. And so what that's saying is, um, uh, to me, what that says really is uh, sorry. <clears throat> you know, the the baseline teaching of Jesus was that we are not these bodies. Right. We are not these bodies. And um, but we focus on the cruelty and the torture of the body. So yeah. the teachings that are so focused on sacrifice. Where, of course, there is no sacrifice. Jesus sacrificed nothing to teach us about how to experience everything. It's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. Mm. So... Okay, so uh, this is our final class, and traditionally it's our final exam. So we're not going to um, do a final exam, but what you will do is you will read the last section of Manual for Teachers, number 29. Okay. And you'll have until Friday to send me a write-up on that last section and also something on some of your biggest takeaways thus far from A Course in Miracles, Manual for Teachers. Okay. Just a page of writing. So read this last section, give me a write-up on it, and also a write-up on uh, 
what you've taken so far. Both, okay. both parts of that can be one page total. It doesn't have to be two pages. It can just be one, you know, a, a, a few paragraphs. Okay. Because our work really is continuing. So with the course, it's not oh. over yet. Uh, is it ever? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Not until we resurrect, baby. <laughs> exactly. So, so, uh, so that's it. That's it. And um, I love you very much. And I love um, you. it's an honor to be walking this path with you. And look for a email that will start kind of breaking down next module. Okay. What's going to be going down for it? And start really putting into your mind um, the 24th and 25th of September. Yep. Yep. All right. So we go back into prayer and we just say, God, thank you. Thank you, thank you for all the good that is expressing through us. Thank you for the opportunity to move the blocks to God's presence here and now. Holy Spirit, we hand the rest of this evening over to you. We hand our dream time over to you. We open ourselves up to receive the guidance to those teachers that work in the invisible to guide us and help us and support us. We're grateful and thankful for their guidance and their help. We receive it and we just live in love. Show us what we need to know. We're available. In grace and gratitude, we release this word and we let it be. And so it is. So it is. All right, my angel. Um, have at it. I'll be looking for your write-up, and I will uh, connect with you real soon. We're going to take a couple weeks off, and then we'll pick back okay. up in July, okay? All right, brother. Enjoy All your right. uh, retreat. Love to Christopher, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Love you, too. Okay. Love Bye. You. Bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.